and welcome to the Magic Hour Show number 75 for Tuesday, January 31st, the last day of January 2017. It's been an eventful month, but we are here to talk about games, and that's what we're going to do. That's all we're talking about. Yep. I have a serious question to start, though. Mm. Have you ever felt like a plastic bag? I feel like these are Um, song lyrics, and I don't know the song. (laughs) Thin and transparent. You don't know the song? Mikey, you don't know the song? I don't know the song. Ask ask your daughter. She'll know. Okay. What's the song? Come baby, on. Not cool. You're a firework. Oh, oh okay. really? Really. Katy Perry? Katy Perry. Have you ever felt like a plastic bag? Yep. That's, What's the meaning of that? I have no idea. I don't know. Something about Thin, transparent. Know, blowing around in the <laughs> air, tossed by the winds. So what's really funny about that is like fireworks was like two years ago. And I haven't heard oh, it yeah. since. Right now, uh, <laughs> we're all all about, uh, oh, what is it? I want to say it's like the Pitch Perfect 2 soundtrack again, oh, making yeah. rotations. That's a good, you know? that's a good soundtrack. I so, like that soundtrack. Yeah. It's always good. Yeah, Anna Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we're here. It's, a, it's another Magic Hour, guys. It's been a couple of weeks. And to join me today is Ryan Thompson and Mikey. Yeah, hey. we're, we're firmly in our like new recording schedule, and I like it. Yeah, I do as well. It's been good. I, you know, I feel like I feel we actually like, talk about stuff. Yeah. <laughs> There's enough to talk about after two weeks. See, because we're oh, parents, yeah. we don't really get to play much. So, you know, it takes two weeks for us to play what normal people might play in like <laughs> two days or something. But I'm playing a game made by a company called Three Minute Games, and I haven't finished it. <laughs> <laughs> I finished that one, Mikey. Is it? Three uh, minutes? Which one? Uh, do you want me to start? Uh, I guess I yeah. interjected already. Go for it. Go for it. So I'm playing Lifeline Whiteout, which is okay, what is this? One is of it the on your additional, phone? Yeah, it's on your phone. Okay. It's one of the additional Lifeline games. So I played the first one. Um, this one's a little bit different. Uh, same kind of idea. Uh, you're the person who they're communicating to. Uh, they're in a snowstorm. They wake up. They don't know what's going on. Um, they're just like, I'm numb. There's a I'm on the ice. There is a sinking uh, snowmobile. And what am I supposed to do? It's like, I need some help. And so you're supposed to try to help them through the situation. Uh, It's really nice because you just kind of pick it up, take a couple of seconds, answer his questions, um, hope that you got the right question or gave him the right responses, and then uh, he survives. So similar to the other game where where you can die along the way, I've actually been taking this one way slower because I'll basically do about one interaction a day. And uh, since I've been doing that, I think it's this game's taken me about a almost a week into it. <laughs> so that's only seven interactions. Yeah, it's not very many. <laughs> I, I'm, but it's, I'm guessing there's the, probably more than so that cool. in the game. There's right? a little more than that, okay, but you know, okay. I was like, I ha- I've just been kind of, you know, <laughs> he's like, hey, he's like, is it safe for me to like light this fire with a flare? And I was like, yes. Just yeah, <laughs> just do it. It's fine. Just do it. What's the worst that could happen? Throw it happen? at the T Rex. I was like, I was sitting in my head and I was like, man, eh, it's like probably not a great idea, but you're gonna die because you don't have any heat. Right. Spoiler: so. He does die if you don't like that flare. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's good to know. I, hey, I love whoa, the flare. Hey, I love how the hey, white, white, I white I, You know, seven interactions in, I'm gonna go. Ryan, you totally <laughs> spoiled this game for me. <laughs> Well, I love and, how the lifeline games use the phone. You know, it's like yeah. you're getting text messages from them. That's right? pretty so neat. Much. That's a neat idea. Like it, it really like makes and, the, the and medium to make is the message, I, as as McLuhan would say. 
<laughs> well, well, to make it extra fun is I'm actually not playing it on the phone. I'm playing it on the watch because it has a watch version. Ooh, even even so, cooler. So I'm like, I'll pop up my watch in like middle of the day and I'll like scroll through the things and I like tap it. I'm like, okay, good. Do you ever yeah, get confused? Like, like, the, like, like he's one of your actual real friends, like texting you. Does it ever no. get mixed up? And you'd be Never. Like, it's very obvious. I need that report by 10 o'clock. <laughs> if I, if you text me that I would, uh, I'd have concerns first off. Be like, who are mm-hmm. you? Right. Uh, Cause I never get that. I, I get that in, in a Slack message. Yeah. You know, no text. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah yeah i've been playing i played that uh, a That's lot of cool. that i really I dug the story here. mikey you're pretty early in I, I, I really got into the into the story of lifeline whiteout more so than well, the first one well, um, well, well to let you know i'm in the middle part now and i won't spoil it we can talk afterwards yeah. and we're talking about teeth and uh-huh. uh yep 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 teeth yep so still really early on uh i also played a bunch of super mario run uh going back to that well uh still enjoying it. i'm actually getting pumped about some fire emblem uh, that's really what's uh, keeping my mm. Nintendo fuel going. Uh, just a couple more days. Uh, was that Friday? Have you Thursday, checked Friday? out the... Oh, yeah, that's right. Friday, Fire Emblem Heroes is out. No, Thursday. Yeah. This is my daughter's birthday, February 2nd, right? Really? There you go. Already? Yeah. So so I'm like, i going to have to try not to avoid my daughter's birthday. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm terribly mis- in. uninformed, but when does Super Mario Run for Android come out? Uh, I think March? it's the same... Yeah. Same. Really, soon? I thought it was actually earlier than that. I thought it was. It's like really soon. I want. They have maybe a banner out. up in. Maybe Google it's out Play. already. Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> that would be. <laughs> Quick, click that mechanical okay. keyboard, it's Eugene, okay. and find the answer. No, no, it's fine. It doesn't matter. We keep talking. <laughs> it's soon. Mario Run's coming soon. soon. Yeah, yeah. coming. Checked out Mario um, Run since uh, the recent update that added like no. an easy mode. No. So I just updated today, and I didn't play it today. How but easy, I played a bunch how much over the easier weekend. can it be? I think it's got to work if like you miss a jump and like the timer yeah. goes out, like you still get to complete it. I guess I don't. I don't really oh, know. Okay. I'll find out. I'll let you know. Um, one other thing I forgot to mention, I put in. I didn't put in here, but I I went back to playing a bunch of Deus Ex Go. Um, okay. I'm like now going through, and I'm like I want to get like the mastermind challenges done, which is to to finish each one of the like interactions with the least amount of moves. I think in some cases I have to be non-lethal as well. So you've so been playing. Have you been Did- playing all, all these on your mobile devices? Yeah, this is all on my mobile device. I haven't actually yeah. played a console game nice. in a while. So that's it for me. Boom, done. Mic drop. Boom. Also, okay. I also got a new phone, and it makes playing games way easier. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny how the big one now, right? You get the big I got, I got the, I'm back to the giant phone. I yeah. went from giant phone to little phone to giant phone again. Yeah. And so now that you've that, been on all sides of it, which it, which ones which one do you really prefer at this point in well, your life? In my life, I like the big one, and I'm going to tell you why. And it's actually a really really boring reason. It sounds like it's like, like I'm going to tell you I'd be rich, and it's like so easy. But no, actually, it's I just don't want to buy an iPad, <laughs> and I want to be able to read comic books on my easily yeah. and watch yeah. movies. Because like if you really think about it, like this phone is big, like five and a half inches is a big phone. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can read comic books on it. It's just a, it's a little bit smaller than like a paperback. You mm-hmm. know, com- comics are great on it. Um, I can actually use productivity apps, um, which I find really funny. Like I actually was doing some Excel work in it the other day, and I was like, oh yeah, I, was like, I forgot you can do this. And uh, then it just makes it where I can be cheap and not buy an I iPad. I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like I thought typing was going to be a better experience on it, like doing emails. Doing the productivity stuff was going to be a better experience on it, and I I found it not to be. 
Yeah, now, no, if I had I, a keyboard, a USB keyboard in front of me, I think it would be just fine on the size of that screen. But So I guess here's, here's like a, also an odd aside. Like I'm really good at typing on a touchscreen. Like really, mm. really good. Uh, I can start going and I can probably type just got as fast as I can. He's got a certain set of skills. I got a certain set of skills. It also could be that I worked for Apple for, for many years and I worked on a mobile device and my job you know, mm-hmm. and that's like it makes a totally different uh, scenario as far as like typing skills goes. Because like I used an iPad every day, one-handed, uh, with split keyboard all the time. And like now, it's like if I pick up an iPad, I split the keyboard, and people are like, "That's really weird." So, um, but yeah, and even like typing on a phone. But I, I, I really like the big phone um, now. After going back yeah. to the little phone, I like it when I I don't like it when I go running, but <laughs> you know, now I just leave the phone at home. And I just kind of go it alone with some music instead of actually listening to podcast. I've thought about going back to little, but I feel like I might miss some things about the big. Yeah, we could we could do this on a further debate, but the uh, yeah, the three D versus little. Yeah, 3D touch oh, was one yeah, thing you got I missed. Three D touch now. Yeah, so that's that was a big thing, and I didn't have that. And having it now makes a huge world of difference. But let's skip this. This wasn't what we're talking about. This is what we've been playing. So, Brian, tell me, tell me about oh, Pierce Solar and the Great Architects. Oh man! So I started. Yeah, I, I started Pierce Solar and the Great Architects, which was this. Uh, it's pretty. Uh, I'm uh, about three hours in, and I'm finding it to be a rather standard JRPG like experience. But the cool thing about this game is it was designed for the Sega Dreamcast. Master System. Oh yeah, right? yeah. The, the, and yeah. And and so there are graphics that are like the Sega graphics, but on I'm playing it on Steam, so you can switch pretty quickly to the high def graphics um, mm. to the I remember the more, hearing about this game when stuff. it was like Kickstarter or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, long time I, ago. I, I'm not very far in, but it does feel yeah. very standard JRPG-ish. I'm compelled enough to keep playing it and I want to play it, especially since I popped like three achievements and I cannot tolerate like having Steam games that <laughs> are super low on the achievement percentage. So, I I will stick <laughs> with it, but it it seems pretty generic more generic than I was mm, hoping. Okay. Um, but I'll let you guys know further when I've played a bit more. Definitely had that RPG moment where it's like, oh no, a character's run away. Go find them. We should ask around. So you, 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 know, you ask around the main town to see if anybody's found them. And well, nobody there, is no, nobody there knows where they are because they're in the next town over. And there's no indication that you need to go and leave the town and, and leave the map and go to a different map. Like, that actually takes some work. You've got to cross an entire bridge to get to this next town. It's like, I just spent an hour trying to figure that out. So you wasted my time a bit with some, just <laughs> right towards the beginning, too. Mm. And, you know, I'm it feels a little, got feels time a little for that cheap, crap. right? Feels a little yeah, cheap. I don't have time for that. I don't have time right. for that. I could be playing Diablo 3 and in an hour make tremendous headway. Right, yes. Eugene? Yes. Yes. Come power Dude, level with me. What Paragon are you up to now? What What's your Paragon? Well, like? since I played with you last, I don't think I paid too much more. So I think I'm at 200, maybe? All right. All right. I think I'm up to 150. I mean, this is Two higher something. than I've yeah. ever gotten in a season. Yeah. Absolutely. How are, you doing on your, how are you doing on your achievement things? You know, I'm, I'm five achievements into the Slayer. Okay. Achievement. I, and I doubt yeah. I'll get any further. You know, but, right. guys, you know, guys, Diablo 3, we need to, next season, we've got to just set it out. We're all going to play Diablo, those of us that have it. Mikey, did you ever buy it? No, I haven't. No, all right, well, I, you know, well, I should probably just like suck it up and get it. It's probably like the game I'll play all year. But I, I started playing uh, Knights of the Old Republic two, and that's been my like random time suck game. Yeah, 
it's like and that's a good random time suck game kotor is great but but like next time next season we should just make sure we schedule like the that should be just gamer parents we, we play that together because it's <laughs> It's just so much fun, and seasons really fun. seem like the way to play the game because you and jump in. There's four in. of us; it's perfect. Yeah, you jump in, you get your stuff. Like we've both gotten. I know you got the full set. You get you get like a full set of armor for completing the achievements. Mm-hmm. And Eugene, I see you've completed that special achievement, the set dungeon. Yeah, I just did that. Um, it took me the longest time, and that's one of the Slayer ones, right? Complete yeah, the there's set no dungeon. way I'm getting that one. So uh, I think that was the last one. So I actually moved on to the one after Slayer. I don't remember what it's called. Companion or I don't know, something. Oh, there's there's a challenge beyond that. Of course there is. <laughs> I think there's like three or four after Slayer. Anyway, I don't know because really, I haven't gotten that far. But yeah, uh, it was a challenging... The set dungeons are hard. Yeah. <laughs> now that we've really gotten into seasons, Eugene, do you see any reason to play Diablo outside of the seasons at this point? Um, not well, not really. I mean, if you want to do the story just for doing it because you want to hear the story again, maybe and see yeah. the cutscenes, but I don't, you know, I don't care about that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it's a good, it's like I, I called it chicken soup, you know, it's, it's a chicken soup game. Mm-hmm. Like, this is yeah. what I'm, I'm feeling. I just want to, it's yeah, it's comforting. Want, you know, want, that want to have loot, some comfort food, all that right? loot popping out and the sound it makes, you know, it's very comforting. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm playing Diablo. Like a couple nights we've played, I've been. I got my wife. It's like my popping wife and I bubble wrap. The season. You know, it's like yeah. <laughs> my wife and I played through the season. A lot of it with with Eugene and, and other people, and and uh, you know, I think she's kind of tapered off from it now that she's got her set complete. So I'm sitting on the couch, we're watching TV, and I've got my mouse propped up on the on the pillow on the mouse pad, and I'm <laughs> just mindlessly blowing through levels mm-hmm. in Diablo. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. It's it's it's, it's just it's a good time. I finished Half-Life 2, and I tried to stream it. I tried to stream almost all of my gameplay. And I played for four hours on Friday. And, of course, the streaming didn't work out for me. Like, there was a problem. I went black screen at some point. So I didn't get to stream the end, but Eh. I made it to the end. Good job. How long long did it take you? Um, Not that long. Probably about 12 to 15 hours. Oh, that's pretty good. hazard. Um, Boy. It gets X Filesy real quick, <laughs> real quick. Okay, so so I need to go and play the first one now. I definitely want to. So, um, but good, great game. Half Life Two inspired me to play Star Trek Elite Force Two, which I'm I wanted to stream because I want to stream and talk about Star Trek. But it's an old game and it doesn't seem like it wants to work in streaming. I'm getting a frozen screen, so whatever, mm-hmm. I won't do that. But Star Trek Elite mm-hmm. Force is like this quake-based shooter, and it's it's a it's an open. You know, what do you call those arena shooters? The big yeah wide arena yeah. shooters. So, so it's one of those. And it, voice acting by the track cast, and in Elite Force nice. Two, you're on the Enterprise E, so you're with Picard and company, and it's like, okay, this is my track. Let's just play through it and shoot everything, even though that is antithetical to what star trek is <laughs> yeah. it's still so so good to see all of my my friends my friends um that's pretty cool i picked up a mobile game uh, a developer was giving it away on twitter so that's where it came from necrosoft is the developer and uh the game's called gunhouse it's the sliding puzzle game where you slide the puzzle to make different types of guns and you load them into the side <laughs> of your house and then you shoot at enemies that come on like kind of they, they just walk towards your house and you have to shoot them so what, what, that's like a, totally a not what game. i thought that game was gonna be <laughs> it's it's a house that's made of guns yeah i wasn't I, expecting the sliding puzzle gun mechanic. house okay 
Like literally, oh, the, the, a, a literally gun a gun house. house. Okay. Yeah, the, uh, the, the art's pretty mm. cool. The this this the puzzle mechanic actually. If once you figure out what you're doing, I can see that getting pretty uh pretty deep and it and and it's you know another another layer to uh, shooting things from your house in your little defense game. Pretty mindless. Uh, but you do all the everything is sliding. So I'm tapping the interface trying to get it to work, and I couldn't get the stinking game to start because you have to slide to start the game so <laughs> you know maybe, oh, well. maybe a little slide to start notice would have been good, but otherwise it's been, i've been enjoying it i've been enjoying it um it's colorful music's pretty good um my, my bonus game is transistor mikey i think you gave me transistor during the steam sale or a steam sale a while back and i finally fired it up last night maybe if not i've, I've probably talked way too much about transistor it has Somebody a sing button. me transistor. Maybe it wasn't you. I'll have That's to a great you know, game. fact check That's myself. A great game. Yeah, but my it's alternative a great game. fact is that Mikey gave it to me. Um, I think if you're, <laughs> if especially like if you're a musician too, like just the way it, you know the the way the theme, the music theme, like so seamlessly ties in with what she's doing. Like it's just, it's it was crazy. And then like it mutes and then you hear certain, like the sound design and it's just amazing. I, I, I really appreciated that part of it. I don't know, Ryan, if you, you've been picking up on that. I, I picked up on the song part of it right uh-huh. away. You know, yeah, like yeah. the, the, um, I haven't played a lot and I'm excited to talk more about it, but you know, Mikey, I was expecting Bastion. You know, you, you, you played Bastion too, <laughs> right? Yeah, I did. Like, I was expecting Bastion mechanics. Right. And, Same developer, right? So yeah, you thought. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but when I got in there, it's like, okay, all right. Obviously, it's like Bastion, just different, different setting, different kind of world, cyberpunky thing. Up oh, there's the narrator. Right. And then, holy crud! It turns like the skills <laughs> in this one. They're like Diablo-y yeah. style, like skills, and totally you can different. upgrade them and slot them with power ups. And then, dude, it turns into a there's a turn-based mechanic, like a like a strategy RPG mechanic where you have to plan your attacks and you've got a certain amount. Like, oh, this is perfect. This is everything I like. <laughs> and wait till you assign some of those cool active skills to be sub skills with other skills tied to them, and they do additionally weird things. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's very cool. And, and yeah, that game is amazing. I I loved everything about that game. Um, if I was to say there was one game that I sat down and played and wasn't expecting to walk away like with some like wow, like games are are really like interesting and unique and cool. And I mean, like I always think that, but like just blowing me away in a blowing me away in a completely different way and in, in spectrum like that game has to be it because they've just did so many like interesting pieces and cool i just i don't know i love that game i, I, I really really, really love that game installed it on a whim last night so i want to check it out you know mikey has <laughs> talked it up a lot and as soon as i started walking through that first area it's like okay i'm not playing anything else until i finish this one this yeah. is this is taking priority. I will say the difficulty ramps really quickly in that game, mm-hmm. uh, but stick with it. It's it's awesome, and it's 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 a it's a game I'll actually sit and like finish in an afternoon. Okay, so, so it's not terribly long. Yeah, well, it's not good. terribly long, and it's it's I love every minute of it, and I it's the first time I think I I've, I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I saw the ending, everything was gone. Uh, it restarted, showing the beginning again, and I just pulled the transistor and went again i was like i think there's an achievement for playing again so bring it on there you go yeah oh it seems it seems like it's gonna be a great time i'm really excited to to just focus on that 
So I think so. That's my what I've been playing. I guess I've been playing a lot again. <laughs> cool. Spurts. Well, I have, besides Diablo, um, I've also been, I started Bravely Default again because I just thought I wanted to play something else. So I I was going through my, my we have this big footstool that's full of all our 3DS games and I saw the Bravely Default box sitting there. I opened it up and actually, you know what it was? It was, I was trying to, I'm trying to rip all my CDs to the computer for to them to live on my server. And I remembered that my Bravely Default has a CD in it. And so I went in to, to get the CD and then I thought, you know, maybe I should just play this game. So I got it out. <laughs> so because I was ripping the soundtrack, I started Bravely Default. So now I'm like three or four hours into it already. So... It's good. I Had mean, you started I, before? Yeah, I, I played it before. I have another save game in there that's like 16 hours. So, I mean, I know what I'm going through right now, but I think I I, I feel like I understand it a bit better right now because I, I, I mean, it can be confusing to me at least because I, I never really play any Final Fantasies or anything like that. And this whole job system and abilities and linking and all these things that you can do, uh, it takes some getting used to so I, I i think i know what i'm doing a little bit better now and how to like equip equipment that's good <laughs> that helps yeah i, I, Stuff I, like I that. often find with with games like that with those jrpgs when you come back with fresh eyes after a time away mm-hmm. and uh you know a, 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 just the knowledge baked in your brain of those mechanics it's it can be more fun yeah i hope so and luckily so. you didn't put 150 hours into it prior well if i had 16. i probably would have finished it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I put in a lot of hours, and, and I didn't finish it. Yeah, sixteen, and I'm only what was that chapter two? So I don't know. But I'm I'm taking my time this time. Like I I mean I realized last time I think part of my problem was that I dialed down the encounter rate, and then so I didn't level up as much as I probably need to, like the whole grinding aspect mm-hmm. and getting your character strong enough so that they can handle whatever. And then I would go into these, you know story dungeon areas and I would just get demolished. So I'm like, this is no fun, right? So I you know, I think I got to go back or dial it up in the beginning, dial yeah, it down. Yeah, exactly. It's like re- investing in retirement. You want to go yeah. high risk in it's the like beginning. It's like Diablo. And towards the end you want to go to low risk. Yeah, I was yeah, like, like Diablo. What do you start? Yeah, start, you start start your difficulty start at, at torment. Start at torment, yeah, or you know, master or something. Cuz it's easy at the beginning. Mhm. Sort of. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I'll do that. So that's what I've been playing. I think that's all we've been playing, right, guys? That's all, yeah. Okay. Well. All right. Well, let's talk about the news, shall we? And uh, see what's happening out in the world of games. Ryan, you linked this really nice story, a really touching story. Uh, Why VR might be the next weapon in the war on dementia. Did you want to talk about that? Yeah, I just want to to encourage anybody that has lived, uh, experienced, um, you know, a family member with dementia... To, to Google this Eurogamer article, uh, you, probably if you if you Google Eurogamer Dimension VR, you'll get it. The video that's attached to it, I just found incredibly heartwarming. Watching, uh, I think it's a 90-year-old, 93-year-old, and 96-year-old who have severe dementia sitting with, with the VR helmets, being walked through the process of, of you know, how to handle themselves in VR. And uh, just just touching to see them fully living in the virtual reality. There's this woman singing like as she's on a virtual beach singing down by the the, the seashore and it, it was just very touching. Having experienced you know, a grandparent um, with 
you know, who declined very rapidly um, due to dementia and and uh, uh, I think it was dementia related to Parkinson's. It's just touching to see that, like. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then there's a line. It, it, it's, it's a good article. I found it to be a well-written article. Just to, it's, just, it's just touching. And I, that's why I recommend it, because we all have grandparents, maybe, probably. And, and you know, it, it's, just go watch it. Don't cry. Me thinking about it is making me kind of quite manic. There's a man in this right now. Thanks. But, uh, yeah, good stuff. And, I mean, that, but that's, cool. I, know I see a lot of application for VR there. Yeah, you know? I, yeah. And, and just in, in medical and care in general reminded me a little bit of to the moon if you guys played to the moon you gifted it to me and i need to sit down and play it okay well you know to the moon the whole premise is they jack into this person's mind and put new memories into their brain you know they to let them live out their dreams at the end of their of their natural lives they get to live an entire new life through virtual means so can i ask you a question on that will i cry in an airplane if i play that to the moon yeah (laughs) You know, I you know, to the moon is touching, and the though the ending, you know, it got me and it gets you thinking about things throughout the game. I, I mean, it's it's in a lot of ways, it again is kind of a typical SNES style RPG play experience. Mm-hmm. I think you'll be all right. Yeah, you'll be all right. I cried in the beginning of Up. If I cried in the beginning of Up, might, might risk you. <sighs> again, they're sprite people, so I don't know. I but there are definitely some moments, dude. I, I read that. But let, let's side side note side table here. I read a story in Lost Odyssey when they would get those. Did anybody play Lost Odyssey other than me? Mm-mm. Okay, it was a really amazing game. Sorry, every I just realized on the internet, no one can actually tell that you guys shook your heads, <laughs> and I'm sitting and just looking at you. We uh, should sorry. have not shook our shaking our heads. Yeah. We should have no, played. I did not play that game, Mikey. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> it had like this emotional thing Tell that was part of it, it, and you were remembering stories, mm. and like they had all these like really touching like crazy stories i'm saying like sobbing like reading like this just got music playing and it's just text on the screen so i can sometimes be a little emotional so maybe i'm not gonna play this on an airplane now that i bring it up i I think you could handle it i think Think you could but you know when you think of if you relate it to like your own life and your relationships with like your wife and i mean it it there's a reason it was nominated for the most like emotional game in the Steam Awards. It's it, okay. because it really it has some touching moments, but um, and it's only four hours. I mean, it's a good plane flight game. You could hammer a lot of that out. And I think I I think I want to spoil things. But I'm not going to because no. like, it, 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 it is touching. It is yeah. touching to the moon, especially okay. when you realize how his dream life even plays out. It's like oh, this out. Okay. Have you guys watched Vanilla Sky? Yeah. Is, no, no. Oh, okay. I'm, so I'm wondering because you're talking about the way you're talking about it. Is, is this game like Vanilla Sky? <laughs> like that's what the it sounds dream like. World, yeah, thing. Except that that movie and that story kind of goes sideways pretty quick. So I don't know. Maybe it's probably not like that. But anyway, let's get back to the news, shall <laughs> we? Hey, there's this new game coming. It's called the Avengers Project. It's a uh, Square Enix and Marvel multi-game partnership. That's the first of their multi-game partnerships. That's kind of exciting. I like. Marvel. I would also add it's the it's the Deus Ex uh, developers. Yeah, Crystal Dynamics. Yeah, yeah. Eidos Montreal. Eidos Montreal. Uh, so that yeah. that makes me excited for it. But at the same time, like, I I love the idea of licensed titles, but I'm not really that interested in them. Mm. Why not? But. Wouldn't it be fun? You uh, can be like 
the Hulk and Thor and Vision. I, I, I feel like there there's a lot of like narrative like baggage that comes with it. Like mm-hmm. Spider Man's always fun because you can like swing around the city and you save people. But like when you start bringing in like Thor and Vision and all that, they have to stick to like a. I don't know. It's a, it's a story I can read in a comic yeah. book. They have to do what they would do, right? You, they, yeah. you can't have them doing like random weird fun things that might work for a game. But yeah, like and that's kind of story, what I guess what bums me out because like I really like Deus Ex. Like I think it's a very interesting game. I mean, it's uh, narratively is different than when you play it, which I find yeah. hilarious as well. But uh, I just think it's a it's a fun experience to be had. And I guess I guess if a, a group was to work on it, that would be a the developers I'd like to see, but I, I just, I, I just want more new things, more shiny toys. Maybe they'll do something interesting. I just, I have this fear because I think the only like licensed Marvel game I like is Marvel versus Capcom. <laughs> well, that's a good game though. You know, that's coming so out again. We'll see. That's coming out again. Mm-hmm. Why does Mega Man look so sweet in that trailer? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, final news item. Is this our final? No, we have some other news. Um, oh, the, the Final create- Fantasy twelve remaster. Oh, yes. July July eleventh. Right. Coming to well PlayStation 4, which I don't have, so right. allow me just- to temper my excitement and just go play it on the <laughs> PlayStation 2. Is that a good game? Final Fantasy twelve? I have good memories of it. Okay. I never beat it. So eventually it became not a good game to me because I stopped. And I can remember exactly where I stopped. It was this dungeon with a moving wall. And I said, enough of this mess. Um, so, I think when I got it to where it played itself, I kind of stopped playing. Yeah, I don't recall the playing of itself. Maybe I didn't make it that far. I, well, also that. So I love mechanics. And I think I like used the mechanics to my advantage of that game. And like making, or are they called gambits? No. Uh, I forgot what the the battle like plans that you put out were, but like I eventually figure out like you know how I could like perfectly set everyone, and you could basically have like an auto battle, and everyone just does their thing. Am I remembering? Uh, am I remembering correctly? That it was almost like programming them to react yeah, to certain situations. It, yeah. I forgot what that was called. I wanted to say gambits, but that's not it. Let's just say it was gambits. It was gambits. That's what it was. It was gambits. You know, from from Marvel, from Marvel, the X Men. You know, gambits. You throw in the cards. It's like, but it's like you're setting like um, like tactics or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I want to replay the game at some point, and but that, it, it may be like cool. all these games that I've, you know. <laughs> not, I'm still going to like not replay finished. it. Yeah. Um, some other news, uh, some sad news. Uh, Masaya Nakamura, the founder of Namco and the father of Pac-Man, passed away this week. Um, I don't remember how old he was. I think he was... 91, 91, I believe. 91. 91. 91, yeah. The father of Pac-Man. So, we say goodbye. Pa- Pac-Man, I mean... Uh, the man who gave us uh, Pac-Man fever. It's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Pac-Man is one of, those, one of those games, like, beyond... Like, once you get beyond the shooting stuff, like, beyond, you know, Space Invaders and Defender and things like that, like, Pac-Man was the first kind of different game. Like it was not about shooting things. <laughs> yeah, you know, I still it was love like, Pac-Man. It's a great game. It's a good game. Um, 
this came through my email uh defenders of the triforce experience this is a if you don't know what this is this is a partnership with from nintendo and scrap which is a designer of uh escape rooms they've created a a zelda escape room essentially and it's uh touring around different cities it's i think it kicked off today in san francisco and it's going around um, to eight U.S. cities and also now three Canadian cities, including Toronto. So look for that if you're into Zelda and into escape rooms. This looks really, really cool. I'm not sure that I would do this because I don't know enough about Zelda to <laughs> to maybe solve these puzzles. So I think it would be a liability there. But if you're if I you're a Zelda fan, I think it would be pretty fun. I live near Washington D.C. Why do None of these things come to DC. Like, just what is I'm the sorry. reason? It's coming here. Oh well, I'll, I'll fly down to Houston. There you go. Come down to Houston. We can go do it. Dude, we can go I'm do sorry. five escape rooms. I heard like the review of this one says it's like pretty good. Like, doesn't seem like it's amazing. We can go do like five really good escape rooms. I, I need to try the one we do have local. We do have a couple local. I've never tried one of these. I think they're really cool. I want to. I should like. They're fun. Yeah, they get a birthday yeah. party or something. Uh-huh. It's a great date uh-huh. night. Uh, yeah, don't I, do I, a zombie one. Like, do something fun. Like, I my wife really likes Clue. She likes playing the board game Clue. She likes the movie Clue. It, it seems like it would be a good time, but I, I don't think I've convinced her yet. I think it's the actually like being like, just like haunted house type things, and, and oh, I think yeah, that's yeah. So, the that's the stigma attached to this in her mind. So oh, I what see. you should do is is have her listen. It's to nothing this piece. like a haunted house. Yeah. Have so ever listened like to this piece? House. Eugene and I will will preach that these are nothing like haunted house. I went and did one. It was like living in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. I did another one, which is like going in and breaking into a museum and trying to piece clues together to steal a uh, a, a artifact to get a bunch of money. That mm-hmm. sounds awesome. And like you even it like, sounds like a, living in a TV show. Exactly. You even had like yeah. a walkie yeah. talkie. Someone would like come yeah. on. They're like. Yeah. Hey, it's like it someone's can be coming pretty your immersive. Way. Yeah, it's pretty neat. It, it, uh, the one I, the one we did, we did it with uh, my daughter and her friend from school as a sort of like a birthday thing, and, and uh, it was like your long lost uncle's left you some clues to something, and you go into his his den or his room, and then you try to figure out what what is going on and how to unlock the the next room and and stuff and looking for clues all through the thing like in the books and on the paintings on the walls and trying to find clues and all over so yeah it was fun and all all under time pressure too so you're, you're trying to like do it as quickly as you can or you run out of time and you don't you don't win the game so to speak but, yeah it's fun i'm sold it's on fun. it um, <laughs> yeah if i, if I right. frame it as i want to go for my birthday i have to go then have yeah to yeah you have to go get a group though it's fun more fun with a group Mm-hmm. Um, last news story, I guess. Uh, Nintendo Switch battery can be replaced for a price. This is something that we didn't really know about before, but the uh, Nintendo website says the internal battery cannot be removed, but it can be replaced via Nintendo customer support for a price. That makes sense. I mean, it's a sealed unit. It's like, how would you replace the battery in your iPad? Well, you'd have to send it back to Apple, so... It's a similar kind of deal, I guess. 
I just yeah. put that piece of news there because That's we cool. needed some Nintendo news <laughs> that doesn't really matter because who the heck cares? Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. but somebody does, but it's not us. Uh, to segue into your, you know, That's we sent right. you. We sent Eugene with questions. Yes. With mm-hmm. questions. To the Nintendo Switch event. Yes, in here Toronto. in Toronto, yes. This just this past weekend I was able to get to uh the Nintendo Switch event, the press hour or the press afternoon, I guess. Um, thanks to our good friend Adam Roffel and uh, GamesReviews.com. Uh, he graciously sent me in his place uh, to go and experience. And uh, yeah, I got to sit down and do, did an interview with uh, Julie Gagnon, the, uh, one of the media relations people at Nintendo of Canada. And I thank her for her time as well. Um, so yeah, I, I, I did an interview with her. I was able to video that and I put that up on, uh, on the gamerparent.net website. It's also on YouTube too. Um, so if you want to watch that, um, and I did a bunch of game demos too. So I'm slowly editing those videos. I just released, uh, one today that was my arms demo. Um, so you get to see me playing arms and uh, holding the controllers. Isn't that exciting? Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty cool, hand. guys. It was pretty cool. Um, how did it feel in my hands? You know, I, I, so here's the thing. Like, I, I was there from one o'clock until 4 30. Um, and all the demos I tried, I didn't, I, I didn't have time to play everything because they had a lot of games there actually to demo. Um, but I try, I tried to, to pick the demos where I would have uh, in my hands the controllers in their various configurations, of which there are many. Um, so there's the the arms way, which is one in each hand, right, separately, the Joy-Cons. There's the docked on the Switch itself, um, where I got to play, I think I played Splatoon that way, and I played a bit of Zelda that way. Um, there's the little uh, controller, ad, uh, what do you call it? A holder, I guess? The Joy-Con we, holder thing? Holder thing, the yeah. And grip. it makes it grip. The grips, yeah. And it makes it into like a controller. And then I also tried the new Pro Controller that they have. Um, and, you know, oh, and I also tried it, um, the Joy-Con by itself, like sideways holding it sideways, like making it into a little mini controller. Um, and I and I played uh, 1-2 Switch, which, you know, involves using the controller in various various ways, um, like any Wii Party game you, you may have played before. In every case, I would say the controllers felt really comfortable, and I was surprised. But it, they, it just feels, they feel really good. The new Pro Controller feels great. When you put the Joy-Cons in the grip, it feels great. It just, it's nice. The the grips on the bottom, the little things, the arms come out, and it's really comfy. Uh, I had to get used to the offset uh, joystick th- arrangement again, but that's fine. Like the analog sticks are, you know, offset, like the Xbox controller. It's, I don't know, guys. My For my <laughs> average hands, it's, it was comfortable. I just have to say it was it was comfortable. I I was pretty surprised. My my biggest concern was when you hold it sideways and play it, you know, individually. And some have said that the 
the left Joy-Con is uh, more advantageous than the right Joy-Con because of the way the sticks are offset. But like I played with both. Um, actually, I actually purposely sat down to play Sonic because that was the only station that had them like that. <laughs> so mm. I played Sonic for a bit. What's um, the Sonic game they have there? Uh, it's like old school Sonic. It's a, oh. it's an old school comp Sonic that's a new. Yeah, yeah. Sonic, Sonic Mania. I think so. Okay, it was fun. I mean, it's it feels like Sonic. Um, but you know, from what I remember, anyway, I was really bad at it. But, um, you know, I played with both controllers, and you know, in one case, your left thumb has to come over, and in the other case, your right thumb has to come over for the buttons. So either way, something has to go over because if you imagine the little Joy-Con thing, it's basically split into thirds, right? So you know, either the the stick and the buttons are on the first two thirds and or the second two thirds. And so your thumbs just have to go over. It, you get used to it pretty quickly. I was worried about how thin it might be. You know, sometimes when like especially like I found this with my 3DS, you know, like it's thin and narrow and heavy. And then so you I find a lot of my mu- my hand muscles are uh, required to grip, like squeeze or grip the, you know, the sides of it or the controller, so that it, my hand gets fatigued after a while. I did not find that at all with the Joy Cons. They're, they're really they're small. Your hands are close together, but at no point was I like pinching it or trying to hold it like it was like a little tiny thing. So, it's not that small. That's good. I have tiny yeah. hands. So I'm very. I'm, yeah, I'm totally fine. Yeah, I it should be fine. My actually the mo- the most uncomfortable actually for me was having it connected to the sides of the switch screen and playing it that way <laughs> how does that feel compared to like the gamepad when it's you're... He- it's heavier but i don't know whether it was because it was heavier uh, i think it is a little bit heavier but I, or because it was also tethered because every time you had it like that it was always connected with a, a cable didn't to trust prevent you, you from stealing it, right? it yeah <laughs> so it's, it's hard to judge it's hard to judge if like the balance felt off, you know, because the cable's pulling it, you know, down, and so I'm hoping that it will be a little bit lighter and a bit more comfortable. I I, I probably anticipate having to prop up my arms on something or you know, a pillow or something or whatever. So it'll be so okay. Did, did you address what what hot topic questions did you address? Are they all in your interview or? Um. So yeah, the hot. So I I wasn't able to ask about the, the I guess the most hot topic question we wanted to know about was whether if you buy uh, if you buy a game on your account and then like sign into somebody else's account uh, somebody else's switch can you play that game on your account you know stuff like that and anything to do with eShop or online accounts they were not answering any questions mm. they were like basically we don't have anything to say at this time kind of answers so i didn't even bother asking i mean why would i ask that to to have that right on right, video right, so know. i no didn't point. bother um but she was you know she was able to answer a bunch of other stuff she did say now contrary to the parental controls video she did say that um and these are her words that uh each user each child you can set up a sub account and that the time limit restrictions can be different for each one so I don't know what to make of that. I hope that she's correct and that that is the case because that would be great and way more flexible for parents than the way it is 
currently described as simply for the entire system. Yeah. So there may be some confusion in the wording there. I don't know, but we'll see when it comes out. Either way, I mean, it's it's a good step. And I don't foresee that it would be very hard to implement that. So, you know, either way, I think I think it'll be all right. And I do remain cautiously optimistic about Nintendo. I'm not like, yeah, they're going to get everything right. I'm definitely like, well, you know, they're, 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 if you remember the Wii U, I mean, the, the UI went through several revisions mm-hmm. from launch to even like a couple months later and then on and on. So, you know, it's not like a static thing. I think they can, they can change things, updates, yeah. you know, I, I think I, I'm uh, confident about it, that. I, I am as well. I think, you know, this is just like your version one is going to come out. It's just like. This is Nintendo trying a whole new thing, I think, because we're going to have something that we're going to take around more often. I'm probably mm-hmm. going to see way more updates, way more A-B testing. They'll probably do like betas, probably similar to what uh, Apple's been doing and even uh, Sony. And kind of testing out new software and, and making it kind of the best little platform it can be, considering I'm pretty sure you know once they get enough space between it, they'll probably just double down on this machine. You know, be, It'll pretty much be Switch and mobile. As much as they say they're gonna stick behind 3ds, yeah, yeah, I get that feeling. Like they do say, you know, I asked her about the 3ds future. She said, you know, that it's got a strong lineup. There's lots of games coming still. So I think they don't want consumer confidence to to just go, oh, I'm not buying any 3ds anymore, right? They don't want to shoot themselves in the foot. But you know, if the Switch is everything that it's supposed to be, um, it may. As, as but, on the but, parent side of this, but, right? Like that 3DS is still going to be. It's cheaper. Way more durable. Yeah. And cheaper. A, yeah. a more sensible purchase for like, like your kids. Like for just a while. this weekend, I I saw like a you know the 2DS bundled with Mario Kart was like 109 or something here in Canada, like some kind of deal for. So one it was day. like 10 bucks That's here crazy, in America, right? It's like 80 80 bucks or something. You know, you can't you can't compete with that. 80 bucks. You know, with a four hundred or three hundred dollar machine, right? It's a little bit different. So maybe you never know. I'm just hoping that doesn't mean that the the games don't come for the Switch. You know, like if the, if it's still split between 3ds and Switch, then yeah, you know. definitely think they have the nuclear option in this case, yeah. though, which is. Yeah. The next Pokemon game is Switch only. Like that's the nuclear right. option. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You really yeah. need to boost it. There you yeah. go. Um, I asked about the touchscreen as well, and um, and and since I uh, since that weekend, uh, we've seen actually something come out. Uh, so I, you know, we haven't seen a lot of about games that use the touchscreen. You know, we didn't actually. We in most of the videos, you don't see anybody touching the screen at all. Um, but she said, you know, of course, yeah, it's up to the developers to whatever, you know, they want to implement the touchscreen. It's 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 there. It's uh, totally usable. Um, and then we saw um, World of Goo developer. I forget the name of the developer now. Sorry. Um, but World of Goo and uh, Little Inferno. Uh, those, those and one other game they're bringing to the Switch at launch. And World of Goo is going to be touch only. So it's basically like the iOS port of the game uh, onto the Switch. So you'll just play that on the screen, which makes sense. I mean, I played the Wii version of World of Goo, and you had to point at the screen with the, the you know, <laughs> with the Wii mote and drag those little balls, and it was fun. But you can't 
do that on the Switch because there's no IR bar, right? So does this mean that you can't play it on the TV then? I guess because so. you're gonna have to use the touch yeah. screen. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of the weird weird thing about it because mm-hmm. you would think that that IR port could at least do something. Maybe, maybe it does. I you know I don't know. For from what okay. I understand, I think it's only it's only uh, touch screen. Tomorrow Corporation. Tomorrow, is the yeah, yeah, of Little that's Inferno. Right. That's right. By Two D Boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those guys. That's right. Human Resource Machine is also coming to Switch. Right. That's mm-hmm. the third one. And I may just get all three of those, <laughs> even though I already own the first two. But uh, it's it sounds fun, you know. It's good good games. Um, what else did I ask about? You know, I think. I mean, did you guys have any questions that you want to ask me? I mean, the controllers. I think the verdict is comfortable, and I'm pretty happy about that. Uh, I did you get one... to do the pick it up from the dock and put it down? Did you do yes, that? yes, they made okay. me do that during the Zelda. During my twenty minutes with Zelda, they oh, made you had twenty nice. That's they made me do thought. that. Cool. Yeah, yeah, they made me do that. Actually, you had to, you had to get a time slot ticket to get into Zelda, and then they so they would give you, and then you would go away, and then you come back at your time. So um, how but, does that whole thing feel? Lifting it out and putting it back in. It feels uh, pretty seamless. Sturdy. Sturdy, yeah. Um, there's little tiny button tabs that you have to push at the back to release the Joy-Cons from the sides. Um, but then, you know, when you're sliding it back on, it, it feels fine. You just line up the line up the you know the rails and just click it back on and lift it up, and you're and you're good to go. Um, I, f- I felt like I always was pushing the you know ZR and ZL buttons every time I did that, but it was fine. Didn't matter. Um, and it just you know just picks up from where you were in the game and just continue. When you lift it out of the dock, all right. I'm thinking about this with my toddler. So yeah. to lift this thing out of the dock, is there a release to lift the no? S- the, no. So no. he can just come over and grab that thing and throw it across the house. He could. All right, so we just get just as important. It's got to be out of reach. <laughs> I feel that he could. Yeah, I feel like you can take it out without, uh, like, there's no and, and, release or okay. anything. So basically, all it is is you you're sliding down the Joy Cons. They click into place, and then you can lift it out that all way. Right, so that's the, but that's there's nothing be preventing you, I think, from grabbing the switch without the Joy Cons and pinching it out and pulling it out. So parents of toddlers, that's going to be our, right. our well, task. Put it, to figure put it out. higher that where they can't reach it. Well, but you're putting it at TV level because the stock is connecting to the TV. I'm not okay. building a shelf like on top of my television. <laughs> True. Five feet up in the air. So that's, that's going to be the, the, mm. the challenge is figuring out how to keep that safe. Cause with the Wii U, I have our console like yeah. hooked to the TV, but the game pad, the game pad is put on the back of our computer desk in the other room. He doesn't even know it's over there. Right. All right, so that's going to be our so the dock, be our challenge. You can get a longer HDMI cable. <laughs> just, just I'll just snake it through the house and put, put it underneath put the, the floor somewhere else. Yeah, you know they're only no, toddlers for a short out. time, Ryan. It's true. So it's true. Eventually, they learn not to do things like that. <laughs> put it behind. Put the put the bring out the baby latches again. Put it yeah, on our just put a gate around stand. it. Yeah, or just put a fence. Like I'll put the build fence. a wall around my television stand. <laughs> Put the fence there, and or make put, my toddlers pay for it. Or put the put the <laughs> put the dock inside the playpen. 
where they can't reach yeah, down that's into it. it. Yeah. It's, it's a playpen for the dock. Good yeah. idea. Yeah, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Or put like Lego around it or something. A minefield, a Lego minefield. Yeah, you got to step yeah, on the Legos yeah, to get to it. Yeah. <laughs> now, we've, we've got little baby so, little latches, little, yeah, little, can, little hook. We, we, we'll but that, that's a good. That's a that's a good concern though. Um, so I played Arms. I played One Two Switch. I played the Sonic game. I played Zelda for twenty minutes. Um, How, right, Zelda, do you like? Just, just yeah. Quick, so quick Zelda, I got to play the intro. So Ooh. you've seen this before. You've seen the intro okay. if you've watched the Treehouse streams or whatever. The you wake up, you get the the tablet thingy, you walk out of the wherever that is into the world. You get the theme music and you see the grand vista from the top of the hill and then you go to where this dot is blinking on your map and then so you head out and do stuff. Um so I got kind of there and I I was made to take it out of the dock to try it on the screen and and on the the switch unit itself. Now I don't know if it was the TV that I was using, but Zelda looked a little weird on the TV, and I think it was just the TV was over saturated or super bright or something, so it, it didn't look that good on the TV. And I was sitting kind of close to it too with the way it was set up. Um, but when I took it out and was playing it on the Switch itself and the Switch screen, it looks gorgeous. It looks amazing. So, you know, playing this thing on the go, I think it's going to be it's going to be wonderful. And if you've got a a good TV setup, I think it'll look fine. It's just going to give a whole new no, meaning to lunch breaks. Yeah, I know, right? No other games really looked weird. I think it was only Zelda that looked weird. So I think it's it's more the TV that I was sitting at and the lighting than anything else. Um, I have yeah. to watch your ARMS video. I haven't checked that out yet. I'm, I'm very curious about ARMS. Is it the Splatoon of boxing games? Yes or no? <laughs> As Amanda uh, Knowles has said. Um, it, I guess it's fun. It's very colorful. Um, the con- I was more concerned about how do the controls respond, you know, like, you know, like with the Wii remotes, if you've ever played any of those you know boxing or or even like some of the Wii party games or you know sometimes you have to like recalibrate the thing because it's not reading it right or you know if it flipped over and it didn't you know it's not registering your your Wii world anymore none of that like absolutely none of that just I just did whatever with the controllers flip them around turn them left right you know the mechanic of you punch out and then as the arm is going out if you if you tilt it the your punch tilts like it gives you a little English. It's the same. It's like it's real time. It it happens after you throw the punch. You you just tilt your hand a little bit and it tilts a little bit. It's actually quite good. And no sensor bars now. We're done there, with those, right? That's right. Yeah. There's no sensor awesome. bars. Awesome. Um and yeah, so you know, there and there's a lot of actually there's a quite a lot of buttons on this remote, <laughs> like the Joy-Con. Um so there's actually two triggers, right, on each side. So there's a there's a and then there's also the little side buttons. Like if you turned it sideways, there's those little two top buttons on the edge. Um, so there's like tons of buttons on this thing. So you could use it for quite a lot of things. Um, but our arms was fun. Uh, you know, there's, I was able to dodge and go side to side and block and everything was responsive. Everything worked awesome the way it's supposed awesome. to. So, if you find that kind of game fun, then I think you would find ARMS 
uh, enjoyable. <laughs> and the tech would not get in the way. I think that's what I'm trying to say. So good, uh, cool. good, good for Nintendo. Like, I think if, you know, if it continues that way and you can implement, it's like, it's almost like this is the Wii realized. Like this the is the full, super Wii. The full potential of, of Wii remotes and that kind of stuff f- fully realized and properly realized. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, one, two switch. Um, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people poo poo this kind of game, you know, Oh, it's you know, another collection of mini games or whatnot, but you know, for some families and some parents and kids, you, you know what I'm talking about. You guys, I mean, we party is fun, right? <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Um, so I, I don't see that, uh, one, two search is going to be any different. I think it's going to be lots of fun. Um, for a certain crowd, you're going to love it. It's, it's fun. It is great. Like we, I was able to demo the, the gunslinger game, the milking cow game and the marble game. So those were the ones I played. So, How was the, uh, HD rumble? So, yeah. So that was what I was curious about too. So HD rumble with the marbles, um, basically in the game, just to describe it, if you don't know the, the joy con becomes a, a wooden box inside of which is a number of marbles and you're supposed to try and roll it around rotate it around to feel and see if you can feel how many marbles are inside this box and you literally can feel them rolling around you can hear you feel them hitting each other as you slowly like so my technique was to try and just slowly tilt it so that they would drop like one by one and as they hit the edge of the wall i could count how many times it tapped and stuff and you can really feel it it feels like there's marbles inside this thing it's crazy um and also with uh, arms too, the HD rumble is in effect there because as you punch, you can feel the your arm unraveling as it goes out and stuff like that. So it's it's un it's kind of uncanny. It's good. That's really cool. It's, yeah, it's I'm good. glad you got I mean, to experience that. Confirm. Yeah, it's not it's not like hype. It's not it's good. It's actually quite good. Um, yeah, the milking game. I mean, you know that was. <laughs> I'm gonna go look for <laughs> whatever uh, Switch it is. Kind of again, and then uh, really regretting not the gunslinging game. Yeah, that was you know it is what it is. I mean, if if you see if you see it on the screen, you know you, you've seen what that kind of games are. You know what you're in for. But it it would be fun to a lot of people. To be to be honest, for me, I'm probably gonna pass on one two switch, and I will wait for the proper Mario Party to come whenever that comes. I pre-ordered one two switch. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be fun. Yeah, you'll that need... sandwich eating game looks awesome. Right. Yeah, I didn't get to try that. Uh, and there's like a katana sword fighting mm-hmm. game and stuff. There's all kinds of things. So it'll be entertaining. Um, I played Sonic, as I mentioned before. Uh, not much to say there. Um, Zelda Arms. I played, oh, I played Mario Kart. Um, and I played it with one of the new wheels, too. The mini, the little mini wheel thing. Mm-hmm. Um it's it is smaller obviously because the Joy-Con is smaller, so it's smaller than the Wii wheels, um, which may be a good thing, um, especially for littler kids. Um, but they've also um, changed the way the buttons on the back work, so now there there are actually two sort of shoulder buttons on either side, ZRZ and ZL, on the back of the wheel that sit on the top like a little ledge. Where your fingers would naturally rest it's really comfortable it's really nice 
Like it's no longer the, you know, the the, the B weird button. trigger you had to yeah. grab with your like yeah the, the B side button is sticking out and, and stuff. Yeah, no long none of that stuff. So it's all just integrated in. You don't even like it's closed on the back, but when the Joy-Con is in there, those buttons work for for it. So I mean, it's it's nice. I, I would probably get the wheels if I'm going to get Mario Kart. If I if you like, you know, doing doing with the wheels. Add to our chest of accessories. So, I know, right? So more stuff, <laughs> but but there, you know, that was fine. It was fine. I know a lot of people don't like the wheel, so you know, it's totally optional, obviously. Um, and I played Super Bomberman R as well. Um, and I played the party mode of that, and I used the Pro Controller to play that. Um, which, uh, so that game is actually kind of fun. <laughs> surprisingly, or not maybe not surprisingly to those who know the game. Um, I played a like a battle royale mode. So me and my cameraman buddy, um, we played against two computer controlled opponents. So it was four player, and uh, it's pretty fun. It's Bomberman. You know, if you like Bomberman, so here's a Bomberman game. It's pretty fun. Um, and the Pro Controller is really comfortable, actually. I might get one. I'm not sure why. But if, I, if, if there's a game that really suits it, like Monster Hunter or something, I'll probably pick up a Pro Controller. Because <laughs> it's comfy. It really is. But I think I'll be happy with just the Joy-Cons in the grips, too. So maybe I won't. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Um, and then finally, Splatoon 2 demo version I got to play. Um, it's more Splatoon, guys. It's a good Are thing. you sure? Is it more? definitely more Splatoon? It's did more. you get the dual wield? I did. I, I picked that weapon. Um, I I mean, I, I only got two games with it, but it was okay. <laughs> it was fine. Two, okay. two rounds. Um, so the problems that that I, I felt I had with I have now I've developed with Splatoon One and oh shout out to the people that played Splatoon with us Tuesday last Tuesday that was fun yes that was fun right. um, and you know I think I'm becoming a, a convert to voice chat I really enjoy like at least with friends only I uh-huh. really really enjoy just yeah. splatting and chatting and yeah well I mean that and the way you know the way they've going to implement it I know not everybody likes it it's through the phone. That's what I was using yesterday. It's cool, you know. But you know, if it if uh, you know if you're going to be taking your switch outside of the house, uh, how are you going to use online except through your phone? So might as well have your phone, right? So how are you going to use online with the switch if you're outside? Can you hotspot? You have to tether it to your phone. You can hotspot your phone, right? Uh, that's yeah, extra. That costs it, extra. Well, also the lag so so great on that. What do you mean like, it costs I mean, extra? What are you talking about? You, yeah, it costs you, extra you for extra people. month. What? To tether. Yeah, dude. What country are you in? <laughs> We're in the country with the cheaper cell phones. Because I I don't have to pay extra to to hotspot for my phone. I can just turn that on. Yeah, I don't either. I have T-Mobile. So interesting. I think that we might need to switch to T-Mobile. That that again. This well, is talk can, for another day. So okay. So the phone itself won't actually do it. Like you, it, you have it to can unlock do it. it you just or gotta something? pay. Like you have to. Yeah, you have how to, do they know you're doing it? Well, with AT and T, you have to money. turn it on. It's a provisioning yeah. feature. Oh wow. So they have to actually okay. like when you go to flip on uh, hotspot, Mobile it'll just be like, hotspot, oh hey, yeah. you need to contact AT and T to oh let them gosh. know you want to add hotspotting to your plan. What if you buy? What if you buy an unlocked phone and bring that? phone to your company still, still needs the provisioning really? profile wow okay yeah. okay then well i didn't know that 
That's not well, that's I, not so, something and, and that's and here. Can in Canada, you skip the can you skip the the splat girls? We can didn't get any splat girls. Yeah, so you I don't didn't know. deal with that. Okay. Yeah, I know. Um, we just went straight can, into the matches. All right, that because those are the those are the. I definitely <coughs> want to see that change mm. after. Actually, we did a tutorial. No, actually, sorry, I should backtrack. We did a oh. we did the beginning tutorial thing. You know, shoot the balloons and walk through the thing, learn how yeah. to learn how to play, and then we went straight into matches. So it was definitely a demo Splatoon. version. It was great. Yeah. But after Tuesday night, when I had to sit through all the updates that I missed <laughs> yeah. before I could actually play, it's like, oh gosh, I can know, I just yeah, hold A to skip? That's right. Please. Yeah. I'm sure, hopefully I, I, I was a person that kind of kind of was like, oh, it's not that big a deal. It's not that big a deal. Well, yeah. Do you know what really be. threw me off, though, is the offset joysticks. Because yeah. I'm so used to playing it on the Wii U gamepad, where the sticks are both high, that I kept reaching for that stick, and I kept hitting buttons, <laughs> which is bad. <laughs> so and, and it was motion controls on, so that's good, because I like motion controls on. Um, but the buttons were in the wrong place from my muscle memory for playing Splatoon. And I was forced, you, to, I was forced to play it um, in full switch mode so i was forced i was at the station where you play it attached to the screen there's eight eight different switches all around this table and we all sat we all stood there and played splatoon on our individual switches that's cool Um, though yeah it's cool Uh, there was another station where everyone was playing on tvs and that was controllers so did you notice if you could switch your weapons very quickly and easily between matches no uh i don't think well, I mean, there was you could only choose four. It was really like a demo, so I don't gotcha. know what it's going to be like in the real thing. It was literally a demo. Here's four. Here's four loadouts you can choose from, and that's it. Okay. Um, okay. So You're not yeah. playing the full feature. No, title. no, no, no. Yeah, it's definitely just a demo. Um, right. And the way they so so obviously the Switch does not have two screens like the Wii U. So one of the one of the features or the things about Splatoon that is gone is the map that's always live and the ability to tap on the map to go jump to some place right some another player so the way they've uh, implemented that is through uh, a number of button presses so there you have to um, hit a direction i think on the d-pad and then um or i forget now you hit a button hit the d-pad to choose the person you want to go to like, because so between your three teammates, they're mapped to either left, right, left, right, or up or something. Choose that, and then you hit A to select, and then you jump to that person. So it's not, I mean, it, it works. I, I obviously am not used to that, so it was kind of hard for me to figure out what is going on. I don't know how you're going to call in ink strikes, but maybe you can tap the screen for that. Pull up the map, tap the screen. So I, I was not encouraged to tap the screen, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't see why you couldn't just have the screen. I guess you can't do that when it's in docked mode, right? Yep. So there has right. to be some way to do it without touching the screen. But how? So how are you going to call in an ink strike? So a map's going to come up over the screen, mm-hmm. acting as, you know, because you still... Yeah. The and then you just use the joystick. You use the joystick to where to it aim, is, and then you hit, you hit... Yeah, yeah probably. The, the disadvantage of the ink strike was you had to look away from the TV to right. push that button, and that left yeah. you open. So by well, blocking this way, the screen, yeah, you're I'm not predicting, gonna, I don't Every know. time you pull up the map, you don't see what's going on at all behind. Yeah, it's blocked, for sure. So that's a different sort of wrinkle to the strategy <laughs> i know we're getting real deep into like splatoon tactics here but so that's splatoon 2 demo version that's what i got to play so 
Sounds awesome. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It was a hectic afternoon, man. I don't know. I've never been to like a E3 or anything like that, but I can imagine that that times three or four, like every day, <laughs> can get pretty Your tiring. Your it was, it was, it looked like sensory overload. Oh yeah, it's like being in an arcade again. You know, when when we were, I don't. Maybe you guys are too young to remember. <laughs> I've gone to <laughs> going, one. Going to it's a, cool. Going it's to time. an arcade and just like the noise is just like everywhere and machines are going off and lights. It's, it was kind of like that. It felt like that. Um, but it, you know, it was okay. It was neat how they set it up. They had big stations. They had a big stage at one end and they were doing demos off the stage and. Um, they really wanted to showcase the machine in its various modes. So they would have, you know, places where it was in tabletop mode or places where you have to hold it in handheld mode and then docked mode as well. So one game I didn't get to try, which I really wanted to, was Snipper Clips, but that table seemed like it was always busy. <laughs> so I couldn't I couldn't get in there. But yeah. Anyway, so mostly I'm positive on this thing. I think uh you know, I think it, ergonomically, it's nice. It's going to be good in the hand. It's pretty much everything, like, what you'd expect, I guess, which is good. It was good to hear. Now I have to try yeah. to get a pre-order. Try again. <laughs> I'm still so still trying. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's Switch, I guess. Any? Did you guys have any other questions, or should probably wrap this up? I think I'm pretty well answered there. Awesome. Yeah. Alrighty. Okay. Well, that I think will do it for our show t- this week. We have a few picks this week. We'll go through those real quick. Uh, Ren, you've got a pick. I'm picking a, another another game by uh, the company okay. Peaceable Kingdom. This is called Friends and Neighbors. And oh. At its core, a board. Have game. you played this one? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. it's it, it, at its core, this is a a card matching game. It's okay. a memory matching game, um, but, but instead of matching two pictures, you're matching uh, a scenario card with a picture of a person who might need the description on your card. So, for instance, I see Eugene. You're wearing an, an ice cream hoodie, so you you might get a card that has um, a new ice cream cone on it. And you've got this board in front of you with with right. people that need something or want something to make them feel better. And there's a little girl that's sad because her her, her ice cream fell off the cone. So you've been kind and you've you've bought her a new ice cream. So you give you give her the the ice cream that you have. You match up the you know it's it's problem and solution right type thing. And it's all, and it's all about you know making people feel better, helping people out. And you know it's it's, it's another one of those life things to teach your your children character skills to build and and things to talk about and i mean it's important stuff to build and it's a fun way to do it with the kids so nice friends and neighbors awesome um mikey what's your pick this week waterminder it is the free app currently in the app store if you're listening to this before thursday it's designed (laughs) to help you drink the amount of water that you should be drinking every day oh good uh yeah, you know, we're all trying to get into better habits, and, and I think drinking enough water is a, is a really easy one. We could all use a little help, um, so that's one that I really like. It's also kind of cool because uh, it has a cool history chart, so you can see how much coffee you drank during the day, too, which, you know, might help you want to curb a little bit of that. So um, it's a really nice app, really easy to use. also has a watch version, which is how I log all my stuff. Um, cool. So, yeah, super cool app. Get it while it's free. I think it's uh, 2 bucks normally. Okay. 
Cool, Waterminder. Uh, my pick for this week is four in February. Hashtag four IF. Um, so that is four games you pick to finish in February. And so I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I know, Ryan, you picked a I'm few. doing it too. You didn't, so we're going to do it together. So, uh, yeah, pick four games, try to finish in February. Mine are uh, games I've started already, so it's not too bad. But, I, hey, just because you start a game doesn't mean you finish it, right? So let's try to finish. Um, Dragon Age Origins, I'm going to try and finish Bravely Default that I just started. Um, I'm going to try and finish, uh, what was it? Captain Toad, Treasure Tracker. Hmm. And one more game that I can't remember now. But that's okay. I tweeted it, so it's out there. It's there. It's, it's historical. <laughs> yeah. So that's it. That's our picks for this week. And we, as uh, Ryan mentioned earlier, we did have a successful Splatoon night last week. And next week, we're going to do a Mario Kart. Ooh. So that's Mario Kart. But in a party. <laughs> February seventh. February seventh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Tuesday. again, we'll use our Discord channel. Um, I think that worked pretty well for voice chat, and uh, we'll put some details on the website and Twitter and Facebook and Steam wherever else. So you guys can check that out and come join us if you're able. It's a fun time. We can get twelve racers in there. It'd be great. Let's do it. Yeah. Awesome. All right. You've been listening to the Magic Hour Show. Magic Hour Show is a production of the Gamer Parent Network. You can follow us on Twitter at GP Magic Hour Show. My Twitter is Gamer Parent and Ryan is Zoso1701. And Mikey is L Mikey. You can like us on Facebook at the Gamer Parent Network or you can send us an email at feedback at gamerparent.net. We've got a bunch of videos at, uh, on YouTube right now, The Magic Hour Show Live, YouTube. And uh, you can check out my interview with uh, Nintendo Canada rep and also ARMS demo and hopefully some other demos soon. You can also call and leave us a voicemail. I should check this voicemail. I hope there isn't like a million voicemails there waiting. But the voicemail number is 53093MSHOW. That's 530-936-7469. And we've got a Steam group, Gamer Parent, GPMH, Gamer Parent Steam Group. This is the Magic Hour Show. You can listen to this show on iTunes. You can listen to it on Stitcher. We've got an RSS link on our website, themagichour.show. I'm your host, Eugene Hua, on behalf of Ryan and Mikey. Thank you for listening.